Click, click, bang. Episode two of the Subway Slam podcast, your scoop on Nickel City Hoops. It's your host in the post, your boy, Zachary Jordan. Tonight I had the pleasure of watching the Subway 5 face Kitchener Waterloo Titans in Kitchener at the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium. I think they call it the odd in Kitchener. That's all they were saying. So we're going to just roll with that. Um, man, what a game. It's going to be very hard to, to tread lightly here because, wow, that was not great basketball on both ends. But, you know, like just an off night for Sabri, man. So Kitchener-Waterloo takes it 100 to 81 again in Kitchener. Um, on the last episode, I mentioned that this was, uh, you know, kind of a big game, right? Because Kitchener was lagging behind Sudbury. So Sudbury and London prior to this game were tied for the second place uh, in, in the standings. Um, now, though, Kitchener-Waterloo uh, may have secured the second place spot. And now Sudbury and London are locked in at the third. Um, I'm going to have to double check the standings when those come out because it's based on win percentage. Um, it's not based on just the straight win loss record. It's, uh, it's win percentage. I I learned a little bit about this league today, actually. While the game was on, um, you know, to distract myself, I started, uh, looking into a little bit more about the BSL, learning about, uh, you know, how, how it came to be and the, and, uh, you know, just how... It is compared to similar leagues in, in North America, and even some stuff in Europe. Um, so it's interesting to learn. I also didn't know that, uh, I guess, the refs that they hire travel. I would have thought that they hired local refs for each game, even though it's a little biased. Um, they have refs that travel to these different games. Like watching, because I, I had never watched a, a five away game before. It was only because of this podcast that I... Uh, was even remotely interested in watching the away game. Um, but, uh, yeah, like there, there's refs that were refing this game, or officiating this game, I should say, uh, that were usually in... I've seen them in Sudbury before. Um, so that was interesting. So, again, a lot, a lot of learning. A lot of learning through this. Um, it's a very interesting league. Very accessible league, I should say, too. Right? Like, you, these players are... You can talk to them. You can approach them. You can speak to them. You can ask them questions. There is it's very accessible, so um, it makes something like this a lot easier to do because it's just a lot more accessible. Um, anyway, getting back into the game. So again, Kitchener Waterloo takes on Sudbury in Kitchener, hundred to eighty-one. Now, I came prepared. I watched this game and I took notes. Can you believe that? I didn't take notes in school. I didn't take notes in university. I was a guy who showed up, wrote the test, and got like a B. No notes, no nothing. But when it comes to basketball, I'm writing notes. I'm taking notes. So here we are. I got my page of notes here. So we're, I'm going to walk you through just kind of the, the bits and bobs that I, I noticed going through uh, going through the, this game. So we're going to start in the first quarter. So to start, Kitchener-Waterloo goes on a 10-0 run to start the game. And it was just score... Sudbury turnover, Kitchener bucket, Sudbury turnover, Kitchener bucket for 10-0 to open the game. Then Kitchener cooled down a little bit. Sudbury still, though, was not hitting any shots. Like, they were still, they were getting some decent looks. 
but they weren't going in at all. Uh, and so Sudbury gets their first bucket five minutes in. That's seven minutes re- remaining on this first quarter is when they scored their first points. Um, and I noticed the team's getting frustrated. I mean, there's just lots of turnovers going on. A couple, you know, soft foul calls, right, that, that weren't in Sudbury's favor, right? So you've got... Those are, I mean, those are probably some of the most annoying things as a player is, you know, when you can't take care of the basketball and when the refs are, you know, when the refs aren't even bailing you out, right? So a lot of the guys were frustrated. Um, And because that energy was just super low to start the game um, and Kitchener, they they set the tone, man. They set the tone. They they started off with that 10-0 lead um, and they really attacked the offensive boards. I noticed they were very aggressive on the O boards and got a lot of second chance looks throughout the entire game. Um, and we'll dive into that when we jump into the box score later on. Um, but uh, so a little bit later into the first quarter, um, Sudbury starts to pull it together. Uh, they end up actually uh, making a decent run. Um, and excuse me, uh, they with three minutes left, the score was 15-11 for Kitchener. So they made a pretty good run. So they won an 11-5 run. Um, and part of that came from Coach Logan making some adjustments. Uh, I noticed he was really rotating guys in and out. You know, people were getting frustrated. So he was testing out the lineup to see who was who was ready to produce, who wasn't going to be frustrated, who was going to keep a level head, and who was going to, you know, try to steer the ship to victory. Um, which, you know, ultimately didn't end up happening. But... Coach is making those adjustments, and, th- and that's what a go- good coach does, right? He sees what his t- his team is uh, is trying. He sees what's wrong, and he makes those adjustments on the fly, right? Um, so Kitchener ends up going twenty one uh, to Sudbury seventeen at the end of the first quarter. So pretty close game, even though it started pretty slow. Uh, definitely, um, you know, definitely can can work with that. Uh, second quarter. Uh, starts out with both teams trading buckets, but the turnovers keep happening into the second quarter. And just Sudbury as a team could not take care of the basketball. Again, we're going to dive into this box score, and I'm really going to talk about how I feel about that. But for now, just know we will be revisiting the turnovers, and we're only in the second quarter. So, usually... Sudbury has a very tight offense. Like, they, they have a lot of skilled guys. And since the beginning of the season, right, they had a lot of raw talent, a lot of scores, a lot. Like, they have the pieces to have the most capable offense in the league. But this game, it was like nobody was hitting anything. The good looks, the bad looks, the forced looks, the looks that they could get when they weren't turn over, turning over the ball. Like, it was... Actually insane. There was a lid on that basket. They could not score anything. Um, and uh, it's just different. It's it's different to see them like that. Because again, right? Like they have the pieces for a capable offense. They've played enough now to where they figured out the chemistry. They know how to move the ball. They know what kind of looks uh, people, you know, some people are still figuring out internally right but for the most part everyone knows what everyone else is capable of right so they're going to make the right pass and they're going to give people the looks that they that they need in order to produce right um and so that's the offense but on, on usually 
The defense is the thing that struggles. Like, Sudbury will start very, very strong. And then the defense will slip in, like, the second, third quarter. And teams will come, will, will catch up, right? A lot of the games that I saw earlier in the season, Sudbury goes up 20 points in, you know, the first quarter. The first, like, 15, uh, the first, like, 10 minutes. You know, the first quarter will be wrapping up. They're up by, like, 20 points. But then their defense will slip and then teams will come back and then it's a close game, right? So usually with Sudbury is their defense that's lacking. Uh, but this time, like their defense in the second quarter was actually pretty strong. Um, they weren't forcing, they, they weren't, uh, forcing turnovers, but they were stopping the Kitchener-Waterloo offense. Um, and I'm just going to call them the KW Titans from now on, because that's just uh, a little bit easier for me. So the KW Titans, Kitchener-Waterloo, keep that in mind, okay? So KW Titans were slower in the second quarter. Um, and that was really good because, again, Sudbury was turning over the ball every other possession. KW was missing half of their shots. So it was kind of balancing out um, for the buckets that Sudbury was getting. Now, one thing I did notice was, uh, so Raymar, Raymar Morgan. Uh, again, if you're familiar with the team, you know Raymar. He's a little bit newer to the team. Uh, he, they, they signed him, um, I want to say, a few, uh, you know, like a good good few games ago, like maybe four or five, uh, give or take. Um, veteran player, played overseas, might have did some time in the G League. I ha I didn't look up the resume, admittedly. Probably should, because I talk about this guy a lot. Um, anyway, what you need to know is that this guy is a vet. And this guy is really good at pointing out to the younger players, look, these are the things you need to be looking for. These are the looks you should be, you know, looking for. This is how you need to adjust on defense, right? Like, his presence as a mentor is where most of his value lies right now. But the reason I'm bringing him up is because last game against Jamestown, he went down with some sort of knee injury. No idea to what extent. Um, but throughout this entire game, I noticed he was struggling to get around. Like, he was limping up and down the floor. He was stiff. Like, he just wasn't moving like somebody should move. And he's a bigger guy, right? And as a bigger guy myself, I know the first thing that goes is the knees, the hips, and the ankles, right? So he's got some leg stiffness. Not really sure what that's all about. Not sure what, you know, coach has planned in terms of, you know, him being in and out of the rotation. Uh, but what I can say is that, uh, you know, he, he was definitely stiff. So not, not sure if that's, you know, maybe a lasting thing or if that's from the last game, but We'll just have to keep an eye on him and see how he does. The trainers are going to have to. He's, he's definitely wearing ice packs on the way home tonight. Um, so besides Raymar, um, Jamiron. Jamiron Jackson. This guy, I love him. He's great. Like I mentioned before, he can do a little bit of everything. And, I mean, really, in this second quarter, Jamiron was the only guy keeping Sudbury alive. He was super aggressive, you know, shots weren't falling from Dwayne Notice, from, from, from Kelgen Blevins and A.J. Mosby, like, these guys were missing a lot of shots in the second quarter, but Jamiron was looking to stay aggressive, he was taking good shots, he was getting, uh, you know, good looks to his teammates, um, but, again, I mean, there was a little in that basket, man, he, he was missing some of his looks, too, um, you know, he, he, he was getting good looks, hitting some, missing others. And uh, because of that, Sudbury goes down 52-33 at halftime. 
Now going into the third quarter, uh, Sudbury starts to push back a little bit. Um, I don't know what Coach said in the locker room. I don't know what they did. I don't know what they talked about. You know, maybe they said a little prayer. But, uh, yeah, Sudbury starts to make a good pushback in, in, the, in the third quarter coming out of the, uh, the halftime. Um, but, like, again, right, like they – they, I, I didn't write down what the, the score was at the end of the quarter, but it was something along the lines of, like, 70 points to uh, Sudbury's, like, I want to say, no, I think it was, like, 68 points to Sudbury's, like, 54 or something. Like, it was, it was pretty, oh, you know what? I have it here. Hold on a second. I'll tell you right now. Sudbury scored 24 points in the third quarter to uh, the Titans 17. So that's a seven-point differential. So Sudbury makes a little bit of a push is what I'm getting at. Um, but again, throughout the fourth quarter, I noticed Raymar still struggling with that with those knees. And he, here's the thing. I went a little hard on, on Roman Wilson last, uh, last episode, you know, telling him that he needs to... Uh, kind of figure his stuff out, right? Figure out what kind of role he needs to have on the offense. But the reality of the situation is this. Raymar and Evan Harris are both veterans, right? And this game, I mean, I'm just going to I'm going to cheat a little bit here. Raymar had 22 minutes and Evan had 14, right? And Raymar's hobbling up and down the floor at this point, right? So between the, the two bigs, we're talking 36 minutes, right, from veterans. Roman didn't play a single minute this game. And I know that's a little bit out of his control, but frankly, I don't know what kind of impact he would have had, right? The shots weren't falling. And Roman isn't really a premier inside scorer, right? So... Basically, what it boils down to is this. Raymar and Evan can't be playing a majority of the big man minutes, right? Raymar is stiff out there. He's not moving how he should be, right? And I think that's because right now he just... I think maybe the expectations are a little high for him coming in, right? He's, he's starting. He's coming off of a year of retirement, right? Like... No discredit. The man has, like, he, he has skill. Don't get me wrong. And he is a high IQ player. But his body just isn't where it needs to be. And that's no fault of his own. That's just, that's just father time, right? So it, it, I'm of the opinion that Sudbury needs a young big man who is going to be aggressive on the offensive end. Naturally, when you have a big man, like, defense is, is going to come along, right? But part of the problem is Subbury just lacks interior threat. And, you know, Evan and Raymar can both score in their own regards. Like, we're going to get into it a little bit later. And I think hey, Raymar, uh, well, not really. Like, between the two of them, six points between Raymar and Evan, right? Like, so... They have no interior game. And in a game like this where the shots aren't falling and, you know, guys are getting to the rim and they're not finishing, you need someone that's going to be able to take those high percentage looks, 
right? And Sudbury just doesn't have that because their vets can't run the floor for 48 minutes and Roman Wilson can't produce, right? So that's just that's just my take. So either Wilson either Roman Wilson needs to step up or I don't know, they they might need to bring in some outside help for that. Um few more points I want to notice in the fourth quarter. So uh Landon Kirkwood who is uh, at this point I, I I think I've decided that that Landon is a very streaky kind of guy from outside. He heats up. He doesn't miss. But on a night like tonight, like nothing, nothing's falling. Nothing's falling. Like two for eight from deep is not what you usually see from Landon, right? Um, and that's uh, you know something that is going to happen from time to time with Landon. You know the 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 deep shots miss sometimes a little bit more. Um, now some of that might come from his selection. Like tonight, his selection was pretty good. Like he was taking open looks. Like he wasn't. You know when he when he catches fire, like he's taking fadeaway jumpers from the corner and like double teams and like you know very exciting stuff to watch. Very difficult shots to make, but he makes them. He can hit them. He's proven time and time again that he can take difficult shots. But tonight was just an off night for him. So he gets a pass. The whole team was having an off night. And finally here I have the fourth quarter slips out of their hands. Poor protection of the basketball and missed shots catch up to them. It seems that throughout kind of the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth, uh, the Titans weren't hitting a lot of shots either for whatever reason. Um, They had a lot of good looks that they weren't hitting. Uh, because again, Sabri just kept turning over the ball the entire game, right? So the Titans had a lot more possessions, but they were missing all the looks. But then finally, in the second half of the fourth quarter, is when they started to get those looks, and that's when they that's when they really ran away with the score. Um, that that you know finished us off with that that nineteen point deficit um, that they end up finishing with. So those are those are my notes. Those are my notes on the game, and I think I really like that format of taking notes as the game is happening. I mean, at a home game, you know, when it's a little more exciting and I want to be looking up and watching the full game like it's a little bit different. Uh, so, you know, we might might see might see that change a little bit. But I think it won't be that hard. Um, it'll be different, but it won't be hard. Uh, but I, I like that format. I like kind of doing a, a, a play-by-play of, you know, how the game kind of played out. Um, and then wrapping it up with the box score. So we're going to jump in. So, again, for reference... 100 to 81, right? We got a 19-point differential here. (sighs) Sudbury, on the game, had 27 turnovers. Like, that's a lot of turnovers, man. Like, we're talking... Talking like six turnovers a quarter. You know what I mean? So, 27 turnovers for the game. That was, I mean, that was, that and a, a lid on the basket was their problem tonight. Nobody really did anything wrong, right? It just kind of came down to, it looked like the Titans were playing, playing really good defense. 
right? They were really hounding whoever had the ball. Like, I saw triple teams at some point on the guy that had the ball, right? So that either, A, tells me that their defensive sets are really good, or B, these guys just scramble for whoever, whoever has the ball. Ultimately, tonight it didn't matter. Like, it didn't... However, they play, they could have played defense with their hands in their pockets. Like, it didn't matter. The, 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 the ball was... Sudbury did not have the ball for half of the possessions that they, you know, had. So, I don't even know if that makes sense, but you get what I mean. Um, so, we're going to start at the top. I like starting with these starters and getting in the reserves, so we're going we're gonna to get into, uh, you know, A.J. Mosby Jr., man. This guy's the leader of the team, you know. And now that I think about it, A.J. had a very weak start to this game. I believe he scored two points in the first half which is not like him and this guy he is the leader of this team through and through and so when the team isn't doing well aj gets frustrated and i can see it and i notice it every time it's everything from his demeanor to his body language to even just the words that he's saying i can tell that when his team isn't performing he is upset about it now he's not throwing a fit about it He's just not impressed, right? And, and that's what that's what a leader does, right? So AJ Mosby Jr. finishes with 19 points on the night, uh, seven for 13 shooting. He caught a little bit of fire towards the, uh, you know, in the third and fourth, I believe. Um, but by then it was too late. Like it, like the third quarter was when they started to make a pushback, but just didn't cut it. Two for four from three, three for four from the stripe. 12 rebounds. So he was crashing the glass. 10 defensive boards, 2 offensive boards. 4 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. 5 turnovers. So this is this is one of if not the guy with the best turnover to assist ratio in the league. And he has 4 assists, 5 turnovers. Right? This guy is Literally one of the like least likely to turn over the ball, and here he is with more turnovers than assists, right? So that should tell you how the rest of this is going to play out. Next up, we got Jalen Hayes. Um, Jalen Hayes, by the way, uh, shout out to Jalen Hayes because I did a little bit of research on him, and his his mixtapes are exciting. This guy, this guy was posterizing people. And this was only like maybe four or five years ago, you know. So, so respect to Jalen for that. I, I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know personally. Like I think at the last episode, I think I said he's not the most entertaining guy, but he gets the job done. Um, and uh, you know that that was just based off of my, you know, brief exposure to him and his game this year, but uh, even still, like he, uh, you know, he's he's really. He is a good player. He is a good player. I, again, I like... He really takes his time with the basketball. Tonight, he did have four turnovers. But he had one really, really nice look to Jamiron Jackson. Jamiron was going for a, a baseline backdoor. And uh, and Jalen was strong side elbow. Gave his defender a couple jab steps. Attacks middle. Pump fakes. And then gives Jamiron a little dump, and then Jamiron ended up getting fouled or something like that. But 
He's looking. He's taking his time. He is making a smart play. And that is what you love to see, especially from a guy that's playing inside. Um, shooting tonight wasn't as good, though. He did go one for one from three. But he ended up finishing with nine points. Three for nine from the field. Two for two from the free throw line. Ends up finishing with eight boards. Uh, six defensive rebounds. Two offensive rebounds. Two assists. Three steals. So he was he was fighting for those he was he was fighting to get those uh, those turnovers back, three steals, good defense, Jalen, good good stuff, good stuff. Uh, no blocks and five fouls from him. Um, some of those were pretty pretty weak sauce though. I, I don't agree with some of those. Uh, just real quick, referencing the offensive rebounds, uh, the Titans had eleven to Sudbury's nine offensive rebounds. Most of those I'm going to go with were probably in the first quarter. Um, so I, I just I just wanted to fact check that because I was talking about it a little earlier. Um, Dwayne Notice. This is a talented individual. Tonight he was not that guy. They say two turnovers on this box score. I was counting six at one point. So I don't know who's counting these stats. I mean, I now I question. You know, whether I know what I'm talking about or maybe these aren't even accurate. But at one point, I swear that Dwayne Notice had six turnovers or more. Two points from the fella. Both of them from the free throw line. Zero for seven from the field. Zero for three from three. Three rebounds, four assists, one steal. So this is the difference, though, between a good guard and a decent guard. Right, Dwayne is a good guard because even though he didn't show up in the scoring, he was still staying busy. He still grabbed a few boards, got some assists. I mean, he turned over the ball. It says twice, but I know it was more. And he got a steal. So you know, even though on the stat sheet it wasn't a problem, like he he was still out there and he was he still had an impact. He he played 34 minutes. Landon Kirkwood tonight. The Abominable Snowman. This guy was freezing gold. 38 minutes, 14 points, which is, I mean, hey, that's a good scoring night for some people. For Landon, though, we, we expect more from Landon because he 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 has, he has can score from anywhere on the floor, this guy. Um, 14 points on 4 for 13 shooting from the field, 2 for 8 from 3-point land, and this guy was shooting from the parking lot on some of those. Whether they're the ones that went in or not, I don't remember. But two for eight for three. I mean, this is just uh, it. Just goes to show, right? He's taking the shots that he know that he can hit. They just weren't falling, right? And that was the story for everybody. So it's not like you know, oh man, it's Landon's fault. No, no, it wasn't. Everybody had a part to play in this. This was a team loss. Four free throws from him, and the rest of his stats look pretty decent. I mean, he had three turnovers, uh, three assists, eight rebounds, all on the defensive end. So. You know, he uh, he had a pretty he had an okay game. Like, you know, he was one of the top scorers for Sudbury, which at 14 points isn't really saying much. But it was just one of those games. It was one of those games. Uh, and then finally, going back to uh, Raymar in the starting lineup, we got he he played 22 minutes, um, which if you ask me was was too much. Not because of his abilities, but just because of what looks like his physical condition. Um, six points. 
Two for five from the field, two for four from the charity stripe. No three-pointers for the big man. Eight boards, two assists, five turnovers. Those turnovers, they're, they're, not, they're not going away. In fact, there's only one person that didn't have any turnovers, and he played three minutes at the end of the game. So everybody had a part to play in this. Going to the bench, Kelgin Blevins. Kelgin had, you know, he was staying aggressive. He was looking for his looks, right? Before I was talking about, you know, is he going to be a three-point shooter? Is he going to be a slasher? I really like the idea of Kelgin attacking the inside, right? Because he's athletic. He's strong. He can finish around these guys, right? And that's the, that's where I like to see him play. Tonight, though, he wasn't doing too well. Six points on three for ten shooting. Uh, but I liked a lot of those. I liked a lot of those takes. They were good, strong takes. They just weren't falling because there was a lid on the basketball hoop. So, 0 for two from three. Didn't go to the line, which is actually really surprising. Really surprising because he had four fouls himself, and I bet you that those fouls were way softer than what he was driving into. So that's interesting to me. Three for ten, and you know a lot of those shots were inside, and no free throws for him. But I mean, hey, that's just that's just some games, right? Like you 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 stay aggressive and you want to play, you want to attack the inside. Well, the ref isn't going to bail you out on everything, and tonight Gelgin got bailed out on nothing, and that's what happens. Five boards, one assist, one steal, one turnover. So one turnover, I mean, isn't isn't bad, but again, it's still there. There's still another turnover in that turnover column for this team. And, uh, yeah, just not not very... Man. <laughs> Jamiron Jackson. 30 minutes from Jamiron Jackson. He, he played a lot of minutes tonight. Because, again, Logan was keeping the, the rotation very fresh. Like, for the most part, everyone played around 30 minutes. There was some, you know, oddballs here and there, outliers... But for the most part, everyone played around, you know, 30 minutes or so. Um, <clears throat> except for AJ. And I believe AJ has the most minutes per game in the entire league. Or total minutes or something like that. So, I mean, AJ's used to playing, you know, high high volume. Um, so, Jamiron, 18 points in the night. He ended up going 5 for 9 from the field. 2 for 4 from 3. 6 for 7 from the free throw line. I told you. This guy was aggressive. He was attacking, and he was getting to the line. Six for seven. Two boards, one steal. He kind of put, you know, in the beginning, he put the team on his back. He was the only one producing. A little bit of a different line from him tonight, though, because usually you'll see, you know, a few more assists in there. You'll see, you know, maybe a couple more boards, right? Um, but tonight he was kind of he was kind of just camping out on the wing, and attacking and you know cutting and every once in a while you know Jalen would find him on a back door or something like that right so he would uh, he was doing a lot of indoor <clears throat> indoor interior scoring tonight outside of his four three point attempts. Um, Evan Harris, Evan Harris, fourteen minutes, put up one shot while he was in, didn't make it, zero points. Three boards, sorry, four boards, three defensive boards. Four boards, one steal, four turnovers. 
I mean, turnovers aren't new. We've seen them everywhere else. Uh, but that one, you know what? That one steal, though, that is of importance because, like I said, Evan Harris is a master at trying to poke the ball out when somebody gets it on the post, right? And this shows that, right? He's not stuffing you. He's not out jumping you to shove it right back down your throat. He's not sending it to the fourth row. He's going to get you before you even get there. When you try to do your little drop step, your little spin, whatever, back to the basket, you're not looking. You don't see that off offhand that he's trying to poke that ball for you. That's what he does. And then finally, Haroon Muhammad, three minutes tonight, one for one from the field, one for one for three, four free throws out of four free throws. I mean, the guy shot a perfect night. I mean, in three minutes. Seven minutes, seven points in three minutes. It's pretty solid. This guy's just playing, been playing well lately. No boards, no assists, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers. This man is holding a box of donuts out here. Except for the lucky number seven, and that's in his points His points column. So that's how the team looked today. I mean, eight, uh, as a team, they scored 81 points, 27 turnovers, man. That was the biggest deal. They shot 36.8% from the field, going 25 for 68 Whereas the Titans, here's the other thing. Listen to how many shots the Titans had. The Titans went 46.2% from the field, right? 42 for 91. They had 91 shots compared to Sudbury's 68, right? So what is that? uh, 23? 23 more shot attempts? Hello. 23 more shot attempts, right? If you go, if you, so let's, let's, let's do this, right? I'm going to bust out a cat. We're doing some math out here, right? So if we have 23 more shot attempts, right? And let's just say, let's just say, for to keep it simple, they're all twos, right? So we're going to go 23 times two, right? Or no, 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 let's do this first. Let's do 23 times their shooting percentage, which was which is 36.8%, right? So we're going to go 36.8%. So that's eight, right? And then times two, that's 16 points. And they lost by 19. So if they hit, if they continue to score at the rate they were, which wasn't that great, if they get those shots back, they're in the game. So, again, it's no mystery. Turnovers turnovers were the, were the biggest reason out here. Uh, the missed shots, again, and they weren't bad shots. Like the, This team has got it figured out. They know what they need to do. They know what kind of shots people should be taking. Mind you, again, they they went up against a team that does have their stuff figured out, right? You, I mean, you got Curtis Hollis. I mean, he's he's in the running for MVP right now. He, he scored 19 points, went 9 for 18, right? Um, and that, I, I feel like that's an off night for him. 1 for 6 from 3, there's no way. And then you got Demetrius Barnes, 3 for 8. From three, right? These are those moments where the Titans weren't hitting, right? If you're not a three-point shooter, you're not shooting eight threes a game. This guy's missing shots that he takes. Same thing with Curtis. One for six, he's missing shots that he takes. And then, of course, you got Dexter Williams Jr., you know, who played for the five last year. And it seems that every time they play the five, he uh, he shows out. So he went he went five for six from the field. 
14 points. Who was, who was getting all these steals? Like, they only have 14 steals. And 27 turnovers for the five. Right? They weren't even locking them up like that. Sudbury just wasn't taking care of the basketball. So, that's your Sudbury 5 at Kitchener-Waterloo Titans in Kitchener on February 29th, 2024. Kitchener wins 100-81. to I think that, I think that just wraps it, wraps it up. I mean, that, that's, that's the game. If you like the podcast, if you're looking forward to more episodes, I'm still figuring this stuff out, man. Like, you know... It's a lot of fun. I, I got a lot of support today after posting that first episode, so that was really cool. Um, I think I'm going to do some coverage on the on the All-Star game that's coming up pretty soon. Uh, just kind of talk about, you know, my my thoughts going into it. Because, like, I, I'm pretty... I'm kind of sort of familiar with a lot of players in the league. Because uh, I watch it pretty religiously. So, um, you know, kind of just talking about the different play styles of these guys and how, you know, what we might see at the All-Star game and stuff like that. I have no idea what they have prepped for the skills competition, but, uh, you know, should be should be interesting. So it's something to talk about, which I'm really good at. So we'll uh, see how that goes. And then, uh, you know, I've just been kind of chatting with people that I know, saying like, hey, you know what, what's, what's some segments that we could try to do on here, right? Because, I mean, as much as I would love for this to be ex- like a primarily Subway 5 focused um, podcast... Um, I think I think it has a lot more potential than just that. Uh, I think you know covering a little bit more about basketball in Sudbury is, is where I could definitely go with this. Um, to the full extent, I'm not really sure, but I mean, at this point, I, I mean, sky's the limit, man. Like, you know, it's something I like to talk about, and frankly, at any level, I don't really care. So, it's just gonna kind of come down to you know what I want to cover, and you know, I'm really really at the helm here, so. Yeah, man, don't don't be afraid to reach out um, if you have any ideas on on things that I want to talk about and bringing people on to talk about. I, I've already got people that say, hey, you know what? I wouldn't mind coming on and talk about basketball. I mean, I doubt anybody in my circle knows this league like I do, but they can at least watch a game and tell me what they thought about it. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's really it, man. So again. Hit that follow, hit that hit that subscribe if you're uh, interested in keeping up with this thing. Um, lots of potential down the line. I really enjoyed so far. I mean, the thing that I hate the most is having to set up the editing software. Not even the editing part. Setting up the editing software sucks. But recording it, I mean, we're, we're 39 minutes in right now, and I barely even broke a sweat. So this is fun. This is fun for me. And it's really easy to upload, too. So overall, very low maintenance gig here. Anyway, I'm yapping. Get out of here. You got stuff to do. I'll see you in the next one.